but you're there, you're getting on with it. It's just a process. Uh, and this is the exact same in lockdown. It's a process. What are you going to do for nine hours every day for three weeks or two months? Um, that's going to keep you from from unraveling and, and keep you fit and you come out the other side of it healthier, fitter, maybe a better mindset, more well-read. Um, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's an opportunity. Welcome to the Adventure Podcast and the latest episode of our Solitude Specials. This time we're speaking to Aldo Kane, an ex-Royal Marine sniper, adventurer and survival specialist. We've recorded a feature with Aldo before, but this time, in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, we talked to Aldo about what it was like to rush home from South Sudan at the last minute before the lockdown happened, rowing the Atlantic with a few mates and spending 10 days in a bunker on his own. We also talk about what he's spending his time doing now and how he's staying focused. So what are you supposed to be doing right now? Um, I, I was over in South Sudan filming, doing um, a wildlife survey. Um, so I was there for actually for three, three and a half weeks while all this coronavirus thing was kicking off. Um, so I ended up, you know, I ended up sort of out the loop over there in this, this sort of strange bubble living in the bush, you know, not aware of what's happening outside. Um, and then got a phone call to sat phone call basically saying uh, it's all kicking off back home you might not get back you uh, you have to break your camp down and get back uh, sort of in the next day or two so we were like four hours breaking camp down helicopters fixed wing flights then back onto a charter back down into the capital waited there for 24 hours and then bailed out from there and sort of back to the UK um, so I've been back uh, two weeks now today um, and been basically locked down since I was supposed to be over in uh, Namibia now doing doing a bit of a recce in, in a cave system there. Um, uh, so yeah, basically when I when I got back two weeks ago, all of my work for the next foreseeable um, sort of freelance of my work sort of in two or three month blocks, um, all of it has evaporated bar none. So. Um, same boat as everyone else. Uh, loads of amazing trips that are now not happening, but there's, I guess, there's much more important things happening in the world that we need to get through. First of all, and and all of this, you know, from my point of view, adventure TV, and you know, it it will all bounce back. You know, nothing lasts forever, so it's it's just been a a case really of of riding the storm. Yeah, and you just started to touch on it, but what has your reaction been to all of the work being cancelled and being locked up in your house? Um. Probably two ways of answering that. One is, um, look, it's completely out of our control. Uh, we have zero control over this, so there's no point in getting um, getting arsey about it. You know, it's it, it, by by being pissed off by it um, is is not conducive to to you know being locked down. Um, and the second thing is is that you know, same as you, it's not unusual for to spend a week, two weeks locked in the snow hole when you're waiting for the weather to clear or up in the glacier waiting for your flight to come in, like you were saying there about in the jungle, you know, you're, you know, if you have an injury and, you know, you've got 
90% cloud cover for most of the time, then, you know, then you're going to be sat waiting. Um, expedition, war fighting, all of it is, you know, as in my experiences, is sort of 95% boredom, hard graft, dealing with being alone or with people um, in small confined spaces that you don't necessarily get on with. Um, so, I mean, it's yeah, it's situation normal, really. Yeah. Well, you're recently married, so it's supposed to be blissful, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, we got married uh, six months ago now. Um, and uh, yeah, it's all good. I mean, we're, we we just moved to Bristol just before I left um, to go to South Sudan. So um, we left London and, and came to Bristol and it's we got in just in time. You know, we it couldn't have happened at a better time for us. We moved in, everything's cool. Um, and then, then it's forced two weeks at, at home so far. Um, otherwise, I would have been back home from South Sudan for a week and then bounced on to back to Africa again on another job and I would have been home six or seven days. So it's, um, you know, I'm looking at it positively. This is this is just a, a big um, international press pause button sort of thing. Yeah. Everyone's dealing with it in different ways and it's it's kind of weird because we're all in it together in our own way. What experiences have you had in the past that have allowed you to deal with this well or have taught you to deal with it well? Um, I've done a couple of things recently, like um, being on the, the rowing boat with, with Team Essence when we rowed from Venezuela to, um, uh, sorry, from Portugal to Venezuela. And you're a five man team in a very cramped little space. So you're dealing with isolation there in a way, you know, Mid Atlantic, the closest person to you is Tim Peak in the space station, then. You know that's that's fairly remote. Um, so you're, you know, but you're then in this little micro bubble of of five mates, five lads in a boat. Um, and then the, there was the other experiment I did for the BBC recently, which was was locked in a bunker um, for ten days, and I, you know, in the dark underground, and I didn't have any access to any tech or or daylight or anything like that. So I've I've had a couple of um experiences of isolation and and uh, in groups and on my own um but what i would say is that that from joining the marines at 16 you know we spent quite a lot of time away on ops or exercise where you know 90 percent of the time you are doing nothing you have to keep yourself busy you know you, you've got 30 lads there that need to be kept busy for the majority of the day when they're not doing the job that they're there to do so you know for me being locked down is about establishing routine it's about establishing habits it's you know and everyone will get through this you know that's you know that's the thing we've not been asked to do anything more difficult or hard than than stay at home um so everyone will get through this generally speaking um it's just more about how you get through this and whether it's a pleasant experience whether it's neutral or whether it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you but in three months time or four months time or six months when this passes people are going to forget very very quickly all the bad parts of it and they're just going to be thinking i wish i had done this i wish i had done that i wish because before you know it we're going to be back into full swing of of getting after it again so um I guess, yeah, for me, you know, being locked down is, is an opportunity to take stock, um, sort of have a look at where I am and generally in life and, and, and I suppose sort of create some routine. 
Do you think there were phases to being locked down, whether that was on the boat in a group or in the bunker on your own? Yeah, there's, yeah, I definitely think in in the bunker for me there was there was phases, and it's because I knew it was a set ten day period, um, and so you go through the initial excitement, fear, whatever that is, you then go into the mundane routine um, of all expedition life or all isolation. It's it's mundane and it's boring and it's routine um, and then you have the anxiety and the worry when it comes to and certainly in the bunker where I wasn't aware whether it was 10 days or 11 or 9 um, and so that was that was quite I suppose worrying on the on the road we didn't know how long it was going to take so you know you kind of get into this the doldrums almost mental doldrums where you, you can't think too far into the future and you can't think too far behind you you kind of just have to deal with all the shit that's going on right in front of you now like what do you need to do now to make the next five minutes ten minutes more palatable or pleasant um so yeah it's, it's a funny one this one this one this lockdown is strange because it's you know for the majority of people it, it's been it's you know they've been forced into it their hand has been forced um which which in a way is good because you you don't really have a choice, which means you then have to make the most of it, if that makes sense. I suppose it's just a way of looking at it is, is you know, we can't choose what happens to us externally, but you can choose how you deal with that. Um, and that's the same in any situation, whether it's expeditions, you know, when, when something goes wrong, like, a, you know, if you're doing a jungle slip or whatever, you know, and, and you know, that is hard, hard graft. Um, but you're there, you're getting on with it. It's just a process. Uh, and this is the exact same in lockdown. It's a process. What are you going to do for nine hours every day for three weeks or two months? Um, that's going to keep you from from unraveling and, and keep you fit. And you come out the other side of it healthier, fitter, maybe a better mindset, more well-read. Um, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's an opportunity. Yeah, you've hinted at it there. But what do you think are the things that people are going to look back and wish they'd done? Um, I bet you it'll be all the classics and I'll be the exact same. I should have learned Spanish. I should have brushed up on my French. Um, it, it's weird when you, when you look back on periods of time that you've had nothing to do and not many people can actually say they've had nothing to do for a certain period of time. You know, we're not in a situation where food is rationed. There is plenty of food. You're still allowed out to get that food and you're still allowed to exercise outside and you've still got daylight and access to friends and people. So, you know, it, it's not really a hardship as far as as far as I can make out. It's not really a hardship. Um, and, you know, I just think it's a case of people will look back on it and think they should have read more. They should have been more productive. Plugging into television for eight hours a day generally isn't going to help anyone. No. And have you, what has your process been so far? You know, how have you filled your time and have you had any like wobbles or been pissed off about anything? Yeah, good question. I came I came back um, not really understanding the situation. I'd been out of the um, I suppose I'd been out of out of the loop for for nearly a month. Um, so in my head, I was kind of I didn't know what to expect when I came back and I thought I'd probably come back and still have a few jobs on. You know, I could still catch up with friends and do whatever. But as it turns out, I came back and then went straight into self-isolation. Uh, my wife was 
sort of had some cold flu symptoms so we were straight into two weeks so I think the first thing that I did was write down what I wanted to achieve over the next two weeks write down a bit of a plan um, and then uh, and then work out what I wanted to how to break up each day and set my routine so it was easy for me because I'd just been working so I was you know I was getting up at day break every day so I was getting up at six half six um and <clears throat> excuse me and it was much more about setting that routine um and setting time limits so up in the morning and it's like breakfast check social media do all this stuff which is basically non-productive um and then get cracking on with stuff from nine for me exercising and training is productive time so I can uh, you know I can factor in two hours of training now which I would never have done before um, <clears throat> so I can you know nine till 11 I'm training then I'm off for a bit of lunch um, and then I'm reading in the afternoon and then ultimately get into writing um, which is something that I've been putting off for years so I'm just getting around to starting that although I haven't actually started yet <laughs> I've been locked in for two weeks it's amazing the amount of things you can find um, that you can do that means you don't have to write. Uh, I've been I've been doing all sorts of weird things in the house which I definitely don't need to be doing. It's like film editing. Uh, it's it's kind of, I think it's kind of the same thing. Like there's always something else to do rather than edit films for eight hours a day. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's the thing. I suppose with any isolation, uh, you've got I think two parts to it. You've got set routine set yourself a routine that works for you and then have the discipline to follow that routine through. If you're able to sit down at a table and write out something that you know you should be doing for the week, then that's it's usually quite a good hint to you need to be disciplined to then get that done. Yeah. What's the tips and tricks for sticking to it? Because it, it's like an exam timetable, right? You create yeah. it because yeah. then and that's productive. I think, I think the first thing... I mean, I'm not an expert in any of this stuff, but I think the first thing that that I've noticed with achieving any goal or, or being able to progress in any discipline is that you have to, you not only have to want to progress in that or to do that thing, you know, that why you're doing it needs to be pretty strong. Because when, you know, when the nights are long and dark and it's cold and it's wet, and, you know, that's when you need that extra drive and determination and if it's just like I need to I want to learn French because you know I might need it one day you know that's not going to get you out of bed to do four hours of French every day having a specific thing set in mind why you need to know French by a certain date is much more it gives you the drive to then get out of your bed so I think for me um, I set myself big goals and then I break them down but I also make them achievable and also, you know, I have to actually, they have to be, um, they have they have to fit somehow in, in my life. You know, it can't just be an airy-fairy sort of, I want to do this because, you know, after the second day of trying to do it and it's hard work, then you're never going to follow through on it. So, so I guess for me, it's about choosing what I want to do, not going over the top and then keep it, um, you know, break it down, write it down. It's interesting. Yeah, I just looked right then. So I've got there's a filing cabinet next to this computer. And Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Duct taped to the filing cabinet are seven just seven words. And they're the long terms. And a few of them I'm like super down the track with and some of them I'm ten percent. Yeah. 
It's interesting. Yeah, it's um, I guess I guess everyone you know everyone's different and everyone's got different ways of working. I've been I've been kind of working at home now for ten years. Um, so when I'm not away on expedition, I'm I'm at home. I'm setting jobs up, doing risk assessments, doing all the all the sort of boring prep stuff. Um, so I'm kind of used to it. So <clears throat> I guess more tips for people would be to allocate not only time that they're working or they're wanting to be productive in something is allocate a place um, that's comfortable to work in, that's not sat next to your television, that's not, you know, it's not in the kids' playroom. You know, it's, it's just about making the space that you've got productive for you. Um, you know, I like sitting looking out a window when I'm working, um, you know, and it, it's just about having that, that space. Um, that, that helps as well. Yeah. Yeah, does it piss you off when the, your wife comes in and puts all the washing behind you just before you do an interview? Like, yeah. Hopefully she doesn't do that. That happened this morning to me. Um, Brilliant. So can I be cheeky and ask what's on the list? Yeah, what well, on my list? Yeah, uh, on the... What t- to be doing this week? Yeah. Uh, these, so basically it was to write every day for at least two hours, um, which was the, the big one that I wanted to, to get. I just I've just been putting it off for so long and there's never going to be a right time. This is the best time to be doing that. Um the second thing was to get Expedition Fit, which is my uh, like fitness program, get that up and running and get it delivered. So that's gonna be ready on this second, I think this week basically. Um to get that done. Uh to read for an hour every day. So I'm on still on the Stoics. Um, so I'm reading for an hour there. And then the big one was to to train. I've been away on and off for the last few months and my training's kind of gone downhill. So um, it was to spend a bit more time on getting me ready and getting me back up to physical fitness. Because um, who knows when we're going to be back to work again. Yeah. Cool. And then um, <clears throat> I think it's probably my last question is... Uh... With social media the way it is these days, um, for everyone, you know, it's a highlight reel of our lives. Like we're all going through this together and we've all got our own hopes and dreams and fears. Um, what do you worry about? Um it's <clears throat> a good question. What do I worry about? Do you mean just in this time now? Just yeah, and generally, I think as well. Um everything, I you know, I'm same as everyone else. When's the next job coming in? What happens if I don't get work again? Uh, I'm kind of in the position now where I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm freelance. I'm waiting for someone to come to me to give me work as opposed to me going out and getting after it. So, so this period of time now is it's a good reminder that I need to have some other sort of string to to my bow to generate income or to not be fully. Um, I suppose fully immersed in one specific industry. You know, if, if you know if, if all foreign travel stopped, then that's a huge chunk of my work um, sort of stopped. So I worry about yeah, I worry about work. I worry about um, when the next jobs are coming in. But I have to say, generally, I'm I'm not in bad spirits about being locked in. It's just something that's happened. You know, we're going to have to get on with it one way or another. Um, you know, the the nation will recover bad times don't ever last forever you know we've bounced back through many different types of viruses diseases wars you know like human nature is to bounce back the human brain will will forget very quickly about all the hardships of this and then we'll bounce into the next big issue whatever that is um so i don't spend a lot of time worrying about these big 
big things. And and I know at 42, um, I've been through some fairly shit times over the years, and I know that I always come out the other side of it. Until I die, then I'll probably keep bouncing out the other side of stuff and finding something else to do. Um, so I'm not, I'm not overly worried. I think things will change for everyone. Um, you know, for a short period of time, there'll be a legacy afterwards. Um, and then, then it'll be on to the next thing. That's just, that's life. It's the way it rolls. Sounds like reading the Stoics is serving you pretty well. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, uh, interestingly, it's kind of the way that I've always thought and operated anyway. Um, it's just quite nice to know that there's a lot of other people out there that that's, you know, it, I mean, it put, reading those books, certainly, um, they do help to put things into perspective you know, in a huge way, you know, we're all wrapped up in these tiny little bubbles of this is my life and this is my identity and this is my Instagram, you know, and I'm the same, you know, this is my social media. This is like this is who I want the world to know who I am. You know, when I die, no one's going to give a fuck who I was um, or care who I was or, you know, and realistically, I wouldn't have left any imprint on planet Earth apart from probably a bad footprint um, or part of the bigger footprint, you know, so um you know it, it it puts things into perspective for me in a way that i suppose is is quite productive yeah so it's important to not believe the hype right yeah right yeah totally yeah. especially your own hype yeah <laughs> we've all got our own struggles with that i'm sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool brilliant we'll leave it there thanks yeah very thanks much. very much dude and uh yeah hopefully everyone will get through this um and be not that worse off than we were when we started hopefully with a bit of a, a bit of a reset and people thinking about what values are actually important in, in normal everyday life, I suppose. But uh, thanks very much for having me on. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit the Adventure Podcast at co.uk. If you have a suggestion for a guest or want to give us some feedback, then you can email us at info at theadventurepodcast.co.uk. You can also find us on Instagram at The Adventure Podcast. And if you're listening on iTunes, please do leave us a review.